Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Clinton Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm happy to see you all here on this cold but pretty winter day. Um, we have a couple of announcements and things for you. The first thing I want to uh, mention is um, when you head out of the sanctuary, there's white tables over on this side, um, and there are two stacks of paper there. Um, and I'm inviting you guys to grab one of each of those papers. They look like this. Um, this is information um, that our conference uh, put together in regards to the upcoming general conference. Um, and there's been a lot of talk in our denomination about a potential um, split or some churches leaving, all kinds of things that can get confusing and overwhelming. So um, they put this information together, and Dottie was nice enough to uh, print copies for us. So um, I encourage you to grab one of each um, on your way out. Um, and if you have any questions, let me know. I will do my best to answer them. And if I can't answer them, I will get the answers from the people who can. Um, but take a look. Um, again, it's nothing like that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, but the conference wants to make sure that everybody kind of understands what's going on and reduce rumors or, you know, wrong information going out and people panicking or getting confused. So um, I think that's all I have. So I'm going to toss it over to your liturgist this morning, and she's going to tell you all kinds of other fun stuff. Good morning, and happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. I've got a few messages. Um, Phyllis would like me to announce that she has two tables of goodies and four gallons of milk in the pantry, refrigerator. Um, the goodies aren't there on the tables, but the milk is in the refrigerator. And she said, take all you can. Now, the next thing we have is Lenten study. And um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but the uh, pastor is going to offer in-person devotional and Bible study time using Bowler's book, which will also tie in with the sermons each week. If you are interested in joining, please see the times and dates below. You will need to purchase a copy of the book as well, which will be released on February 15, 2022. And you can pre-order it from the following stores, Amazon, Cokesbury, and uh, Cake Bowler. And all of this information is in, and, and the schedule is there in your bulletin. So it'd be a good idea to keep this so you have all the information for the, if you're going to join it. And um, let's see, next I have, well, Bell Choir. Kim's always looking for more people to join his bell choir and the youth also. That's all right. Oh, sneaking up. Go ahead. You should come and tap me. Well, she says we, we do have a bell choir and it, we, we rehearse on Thursday nights at 6 o'clock. Um, pretty much, well, we've got nine year olds in the choir on up through me. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much any age, as long as they can count and keep a steady count, um, you know, they can be in the bell choir. 
but I'm also trying to start up a youth choir, which are um, not the big bells like the adults use, but they're, remember those at hotels, those little bells they would ring to get the bell hop? Well, this is all they do is they just ring the top of the bell. It's very simple. Um, you know, so I'm looking to try to get some kids to do that. If you're interested, let me know so I can figure out what would be a good time to do that rehearsal. And we still have room up in the sanctuary choir. If you can carry a melody, you can sing in the choir. So feel free. But the big announcement I want to make, and I may be a little early on this, but the Ad Board has agreed to let us have a family dinner and fun night. Um, we are going to have a, once a month, and we're going to do it on the last Wednesday of the month, starting in March, not in February. But um, we're going to have, Kelly's going to read books for the young kids. Linda Waltz is going to have activities for the older kids. We're going to have board games like Bunko and that for adults to play. Um, cards if you want to play some euchre. Um, some nights we may have a, a family movie night. There's going to be a variety of activities. Um, but it's going to be for the whole community. But we would like to also have some of the congregation come just so when we get new people in, they can meet us and see how wonderful we are. So uh, just kind of keep that on your mind. And later on, when we get close to this, I'll probably be asking for people maybe to donate some cookies or brownies or something for a dessert. So uh, just keep this on your mind. So thank you. And there's a, a, we have a library now. If you need a book, have a book, or uh, would like to borrow from the library or read it and return it, it's uh, out in the narthex. I think it's over in the corner in the narthex. And so um, it's kind of nice because we used to have a library and, and I think a lot of people took advantage of it. So it's kind of nice that we have one again. And just a rem reminder that they're still collecting pop cans, and they're in need of greeters for Sunday morning. Um, they take attendance and welcome people. And if you are available to help one week a month at about 10.30 a.m., please let the office know. Amazon Smile and Bush's Rewards. Just a reminder to set yourself up so your purchases credit the church. And let's see, for the week, well, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Today's Noisy Coin Collection. Uh, February 16th is Women's Bible Study at 7 p.m. February 17th is Sewing Club at 10 a.m. and Bell Choir at 6 p.m. February 18th is Sanctuary Choir at 4 p.m. And I guess that's all I have. Oh, okay. Uh, women's Bible study is at six, so it says seven, but it's at six. Oh, and yes, there's a luncheon after church today. That's right. Chinese dinner. Chinese, homemade by our children of the church and the ladies. This is the day, this 
choir sounds good and strong, don't they? Will you please stand and join me in the call to worship? From the very beginning, God calls us. God sets us apart with a meaning and a purpose. We come up with excuses to avoid our calls, for we are afraid. But God reassures us in many and various ways through the course of our days. Even if we are brought to the edge of a cliff, God is with us and sustains us. The first hymn this morning is I Love to Tell the Story, found on 156 in your hymnals.
Join me in the opening prayer. God, God of, of life, life death, death, and, and resurrection, resurrection, we are grateful, grateful for life and all its gifts. Increase in us the stuff that life is made of, faith, hope, and love, but especially love, that we may abide with you eternally through Jesus Christ, our lover and our Lord. Amen. And join me in the affirmation of faith. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us. We believe the love kingdom is like a mustard seed, sown in apparent insignificance, growing into magnif magnificence for the greening of the world. We believe the love kingdom is like yeast, inserted in humble insignificance into the dough of life, expanding into enough bread for the world. We believe the love kingdom of God is like a treasure, lost and rendered insignificant under the ground, now found with joy and thanksgiving. We believe the love kingdom of God is like pearls. All others become insignificant when the largest, most beautiful pearl of all is found. We believe in the love kingdom of God is like a net full of fish, where even insignificant sardines are saved, but worm-written snow fish are thrown away. We believe in the love kingdom of God through Christ upon us, within us, beyond us, where the meek and the poor the merciful and the hungry rejoice with the angels of God. Loving God, we believe. Scatter our unbelief. Amen. Friends, let us love not only in our words, but also in our deeds through the tithes and offerings that we give today.
hearts as you are able. God, bless these gifts that we have given as expressions of our love for you and our neighbors, that they may bring closer to fulfillment your reign of peace and love through Jesus Christ, our sovereign and Savior. Amen. You may be seated and we will continue with hymn number 408, The Gift of Love. This morning, we, uh, we don't have a youth moment because our youth are working on preparing a meal. Um, and so what I wanted to do during this time instead, um, a few of our um, more crafty uh, ladies of the church um, made this bag and there's stuff in it, right? There is not. Oh, there's not stuff in it's it. It's an okay. empty bag, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. It's full of love and hope. It is. Um, Made this for Sue Hartag. She is uh, having a rough time uh, with her chemo treatments, um, and uh, they wanted to make something for her. So just like we do with our prayer quilts, uh, the ladies thought it would be nice if we um, 
said some blessings over this bag before we deliver it to her. So um, I'd like to do a quick prayer and then invite anyone else who would like to come forward to come and, and uh, bless the bag. But if you would join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, you alone know the depths of our hearts. You know the love that we carry for you and for one another. We ask that, that this gift might be full of love and hope for Sue, that it might bring her some joy, some comfort, would help her to always remember the love that is here for her from so many. We pray, Lord, that you would also help in her healing, that her pain might subside, her energy might return, that we will get to see her joining us again Sunday mornings. In your name we pray, amen. I'd like to now invite anyone else who'd like to come forward and, and bless the bag just like we do with our prayer quilts. You may please do so now. Those of you that follow Sue on Facebook know that she is known as Superwoman. So that's why we did this bag and this fabric and these colors. Um, her family always sends her gifts as she completes another round, and it's always Superman thing, Superwoman things, because she is a Superwoman. She's a warrior. Your grandson surgery go? Uh, it went well. Okay. He, uh, it's very small, swollen up, but it went well. Good. Okay. Sixteen. Oh. He cut part of his jawbone away. I think they got it done. I'm not sure. Probably have to wait a little bit till you check.
Oh, yes. Yes, let's do that real quick. I apologize. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. If you uh, look in your bulletin, you will see our, our section of prayer requests. Um, we have an update on, on Noah, Linda, and Roger's grandson. His surgery went well. Um, he's got some swelling um, and some pain, but uh, they think they got everything. He had about six teeth removed and part of his uh, jawbone. Um, they won't know for sure uh, until a little bit longer yet. So, But everything for the surgery itself went well. Um, we are lifting prayers for the family of Becky, who passed away from COVID complications. We are, of course, continuing our prayers for Sue, um, Diane Gieske sends a big thank you to everyone for their thoughts and prayers. Um, she is continuing to recover uh, from her surgery in January um, and asking again just for prayers for healing and comfort. Uh, we have prayers for um, the family of Todd um, Quig, Diane's stepson. His wife passed away earlier this month very unexpectedly. Uh, so prayers for Todd and all of the family. 
Uh, we have continued prayers for Bill Marshall, who is fighting cancer um, and asking for prayers of strength for his family as they work to support him. Uh, continued prayers for Nancy, Alice's sister, who is uh, struggling and adjusting to live it in, living in assisted living. Um, we ask for prayers of comfort and peace for her. Uh, continued prayers for uh, Kim Daisy and her family. Um, we mentioned her last week. Her five-year-old granddaughter passed away unexpectedly in the night. Um, so prayers uh, for that family as they are mourning. Uh, continued prayers for Marilyn Randall's family. Um, Marilyn passed away recently, and again, family is in need of prayers of comfort. And then uh, Kathy Parrish, uh, which is Carrie Langton's aunt, uh, she passed away. Um, and am I correct that it was COVID that what they tied? Okay. Um, so prayers for all of those people on our list. And do we have any other prayers? Our ushers have microphones they will bring to you. Our, uh, our um, grandson, 17-year-old grandson, uh, was celebrating his birthday, decided to go snowboarding, and he broke his clavicle. Oh. And it's really, really bad. He's going to have to have surgery. Um, so if you just pray for him. And then um, my, our grandson, Alex, he lost his horse last year, his show horse. And um, unfortunately, the other one that he's been working with that uh, lost, is, lost his eyesight and is going to have to have his, from an injury, and have his eye removed. So if you can just pray for Alex, um, that maybe the horse will be able to still show. Thank you. Um, and I have an update on Jeff Miller. We were, had him in prayers last week. Uh, he had surgery on the 9th. The surgery went well. Um, he had to stay overnight, but they were able to, as his wife said, pull the drain on him on Wednesday. So he was able to come home Wednesday evening. Um, he's still weak. Um, I talked with Sandy this morning, and I guess when they do the surgery, they pump you up with gas. And so he's uncomfortable from the gas, but you know, in all in all, he is doing well. So once he gets this gas out of him, he'll be feeling much more comfortable. I ask for prayers for the family of my former coworker uh, at WJR, Frank Beckman, that passed away yesterday. He was the voice of Michigan football for 33 years and at the radio station for 48. And uh, hopefully in heaven, may there be maize and blue for Frank. Do we have any others? I'd like to add one more. Uh, I'm asking for prayers for my father-in-law, uh, Sarah's dad. He's having some health complications um, and is in the hospital right now. Um, but hopefully, I'm hoping to get good news uh, later today when he sees the doctors again. If you would join me now in an attitude of prayer. God of all goodness, we live in times of stress and controversy, injustice and cruelty. At times we cry to you for rescue, 
And remember that we have leaned on you since our birth as we pray, O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for leaders and nations around the world that they may seek justice and peace. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for your church in all its forms, that we may be the love you want. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for victims of domestic violence and victims of war. Grant your healing and give your peace. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those trapped by natural disaster. Embrace them with your calm and send them relief. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those who are ill or suffering, that they may feel the comfort of your love. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for your creation, that the health of the earth may be restored. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. We pray for those who are born today and those who will die today. May their quality of life be governed by loving choices. O God of all creation, be our hope and trust. God, our wisdom, enable us to be humble and kind in all things. Remind us that whatever the issue, today we know only in part. And even now, faith, hope, and love abide, and the greatest of these is love. Help us to be like you, love, through Jesus Christ, our friend and Savior. Amen. Please join aloud with me in our prayer for illumination. Spirit of life, God of love, open our hearts and enter in, that hearing your word of love, we may become your love for others. Amen. We will now hear again from our choir.
first scripture reading, oh thank you choir, it was beautiful. The first scripture reading this morning is uh, Matthew 23 verses 13 through 15. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you lock people out of the kingdom of heaven, for you do not go in yourselves, and when others are going in, you stop them. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross sea and land to make a single convert, and you make the new convert twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, And the next hymn is Change My Heart, O God, found on page 2152 in your hymnal. It's in the bullet.
may be seated. Our next scripture readings come from 1 Corinthians, 1st chapter 5, verses 12 and 13, and then continuing to chapter 13, verses 1 through 3. For what have I to do with judging those outside? Is it not those who are inside that you are to judge? God will judge those outside. Drive out the wicked person from among you. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is the word of God for the people of God, and you say, thanks be to God. You please join me again in an attitude of prayer. God of infinite love and grace for all people and all creation, we humbly come before you with praises of thanksgiving for your unending love and all-powerful grace that you continue to bestow upon us even when our love fails. Our love has at times failed for love of you, love of one another, and love for ourselves. Help us by restoring in us a pure and authentic understanding of love, love for you and one another and ourselves. Lead us in ways of healthy love, and may we become beacons of your love to the world through the power of your Holy Spirit. And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right, let me see what we have here this morning. Oh, yeah. So we're going to be continuing this morning in our February sermon series titled All About Love, where we're talking all about love and the characteristics of love. Last week, we talked about what love is in reflecting on Scripture passages from 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and John's Gospel. We talked about how love is protective, love is inclusive, love is generous, love is equalizing, love is a covenant, love is kindness, love is a commandment, and love is an identifier or identifiable mark for us. And we also talked about how we should go out and love one another using these characteristics of what love is. This week, we're going to be talking about what love is not, or characteristics that are not found or seen in love. This will, of course, be influenced by what kind of love we are talking about, as well as our scripture readings from this morning from the Gospel of Matthew and from 1 Corinthians. Next week, we will talk about what love does do and what love does not do. And then finally, on the last Sunday of February, we will talk about loving the church and all of what that can encompass and mean. Now, I am sure that you all know tomorrow is Valentine's Day. We we said it at the beginning of the service. And in normal times, and not amidst a global pandemic like what we are currently experiencing, In normal times, you might have planned a nice dinner out with your spouse or significant other. 
But some of the thing, other things that people typically do for Valentine's Day can still happen. Uh, flowers can still be sent and received. Valentine's Day cards can still be bought and, and mailed or exchanged. You can still get chocolate and other sweets for your loved ones. And trust me, I was in Kroger's the other day and I almost went into a diabetic coma just walking past the candy aisle. But what about today? Well, I'll be honest, I had so much fun last week telling you guys about all the holidays for the month of February and for February 6th that I just couldn't help myself and wanted to share with you the holidays that are today, February 13th. So get ready. Today is National Crab Rangu Day. It is World Radio Day. It is World Marriage Day. (laughs) I was waiting to see what kind of reaction we'd get on that one. Um, It is Super Bowl Sunday, and even though the Lions are not playing, Matthew Stafford is the quarterback for the Rams, so we can kind of be happy about that maybe. Uh, It is National Tortellini Day. It is National Internet Friends Day. It is Employee Legal Awareness Day. It is National Cheddar Day, which I would not recommend you try to mix with National Tortellini and National Crab Rangoo Day. I don't think that would work well. Um, It is International Natural Day, which I have no idea what that means. It is Get a Different Name Day, which raises all kinds of questions. And it is National Apology Day, which personally I figured would have come the day after Valentine's Day, not before. But I digress. So we're looking at what love is not today. And I think a simple way to establish that list of characteristics would be a look at the list we had last week about what love is, and apply the opposite of those things. We had love as protective, inclusive, generous, equalizing, a covenant, kindness, a commandment, and an identifier or identifiable mark. So the opposites would mean that love is not attacking or negligent. Love is not exclusive. Love is not greedy or selfish. Love is not disproportionate or imbalanced. Love is not hostile or cruel. Love is not inactive. And finally, love is not unrecognizable or unidentifiable. And I think that's a pretty good list to start with. Um, And I wanted to see what other things we, in our popular culture, in our writings and stuff as a a society and a world, what other things that we talk about that love is not. So American author Ursula K. Lagoon once wrote that love doesn't just sit there like a stone. It has to be made like bread, remade all the time, made new. Another American author, Madeline LaEngle, a writer of fiction, nonfiction, poetry, and young adult fiction, including a well-known book that some of you may be familiar with called A Wrinkle in Time, She once wrote that love is not how you feel, it is what you do. And then Stephen King, one of the best-known, if not the best-known, horror and thriller writers of recent memory, once wrote in his novel The Body that love is not soft, like those poets say. Love has teeth, which bite 
and the wounds never close. That one hurts a little bit. The beloved Fred Rogers once said that love is not a state of perfect caring. It is an active noun like struggle. To love someone is to strive to accept that person exactly the way he or she is right here and now. An unknown person once wrote that true love is not easy, but it must be fought for because once you find it, it can never be replaced. Another quote about what love is not that has not been able to be attributed to a specific person with any real certainty says that love is not perfect. It is not a fairy tale or a storybook. It does not always come easy. Love is overcoming obstacles, facing challenges, fighting to be together, holding on and never letting go. Love is work, but most of all, love is realizing that every hour, every minute, every second of it was worth it because you did it together. So from all of that, I think we can add to our list of things that love is not, is love is not an active, just sitting around, but instead needs to be remade all of the time. We can add that love is not a feeling, or maybe not just a feeling, but it is instead something you do. We can add that according to Stephen King, anyways, love is not soft, but has teeth that bite and leave behind wounds that never heal. And I'm hoping he's talking about, like, heartbreak when love disappears, because if not, I can't quite get on that page with him. We can add that love is not a state of perfect caring, but is instead an active noun, like struggling. We can also add that true love is not easy, but must be fought for, because once you find it, it can never be replaced. And we can add that love is not perfect, it is not a fairy tale or a storybook, and it does not always come easy. Our list has grown quite a bit now, but I want to go back to our scripture readings for today and see what else we find there about love and what love is not. We start with our reading from Matthew's Gospel in the 23rd chapter. We find Jesus calling out some folks who were in positions of power, who claimed to love the people may not have been very genuine in their words. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you lock people out of the kingdom of heaven. That's kind of harsh. It was true, don't get me wrong, but that's still a little harsh. This wasn't the, the warm, fuzzy Jesus that we like to think about most of the time with the letting the little children come and sit on his knee. This was more of the flipping tables and whipping people for doing things inappropriate in God's house, Jesus, that we tend to try to forget about or tuck away somewhere. What Jesus was saying here is that the religious leaders, the scribes, the Pharisees, the experts of the law, they weren't really loving the people, and they were being hypocritical in their words and their actions. So I think it's fair to say that love is not hypocritical. Love is not known to say one thing and then do another, the opposite of what it just said it would do. And given everything we've talked about last week about what love is, I just can't find a way that real love, especially agape love, could ever be classified as hypocritical. 
Jesus also said in that passage in Matthew, again, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cross sea and land to make a single convert, and you make the new convert twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Jesus is pointing out here that love isn't making a grand show of effort to only gain attention or praise or admiration. It would appear that anyone who is willing to cross over land and sea just to bring someone to faith, that should be a pure sign of love. But in this case, Jesus is saying that because of the way they are doing it, because of the things they are doing wrong when it comes to faith, these hypocrites... They were only causing these new converts to fall further into sin, which is definitely not very loving. Let's go over to our readings from 1 Corinthians now, starting with chapter 5. For what have I to do with judging those outside? It is not those who are in, or is it not those who are inside that you are to judge? God will judge those outside. This is another really important one. Love is not a judge. And I think we can go a step further to say that if we claim to love someone, it is not our place to judge them, specifically in regards to their worthiness of God's love and grace. We don't have that kind of power or authority to be deciding who God loves and who is eligible to receive God's grace. That is way above our pay grade. This letter to the Corinthians is talking about how love is not a judge of one's worthiness of really anything, and it is God alone who is the judge. Then we come to the passage in the 13th chapter in 1 Corinthians, which carries the header, the gift of love. I want to go through this passage one more time. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so as I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Now you may be thinking, but pastor, nothing in there says that love is not something. And you would be correct taking just a literal reading of the verses, but sometimes we need to look at what is being said versus what is not being said. And and here's what I mean by that. The passage says that even if I can speak in ways that everyone's going to understand and follow, If I don't speak with love, I am just a noisy sound. Love does not distract from the good and from sharing good news. The passage says that even if I have prophetic powers and I have everything in faith, faith enough to move mountains, but I don't have love, then I am nothing. Unfortunately, there have been countless people who have put on a good show, if you will, 
about their faith and how, how great they are because of it. But when we do something like that, and we don't have love, and love at the very core of our faith, then we too are nothing. The passage also says that if we give away everything we own, and even give up our bodies to help others in whatever ways, but we don't have love, all of our efforts are in vain. I think one of the biggest takeaways that we can have from this is that love is not unnecessary. Love is not optional. We can do all of these supposed great things in the eyes of the world, but if we don't do them in, in love, if we don't have love in doing them, then it's just a waste, and really so are we. Because God knows whether or not we have love and use love when we do those things. Yeah, we might be able to fool the rest of the world, or at least parts of it, but God knows our hearts and our minds. God knows if it is just lip service or a real effort to love our neighbors and share the good news. So what do we do? Well, I would have to say that kind of like last week, we need to do everything we do in love and with love. Whether it's something we say or do, love has to be there. And if we're at a place in our lives, or maybe we're really struggling with a person or persons that are connected to those things that we want to do or are trying to do, and if we just cannot get to a place where we can do those things with love, then we shouldn't do them at all. Love is not inauthentic. I pray that you will always take these things that we have, we have talked about, about what love is not, as well as the things from last week about what love is, and use them so that you can always show and give and live into a pure and authentic and grace-filled love for everyone and in all that you say and do. I, I can't speak for everyone, but I don't want to be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I don't want to gain nothing, and I surely do not want to be nothing, whether in the eyes of the world or in the eyes of God. Amen. If you would please rise as you are able for our closing hymn, which is also in your bulletin, number 2073, Celebrate Love.
Beloved children of God, empowered by God's love for you, go out and love your neighbors, the ones just like you and those different from you. God is a refuge, but never an escape. Therefore, go this day into a world where things are being pulled down and overthrown, where things are being built and planted. Go this day open to the surprise of what God is doing and where and with whom God is at work. Go this day with the love of God made visible in you. Now may the grace of God, the love of Christ, and the friendship of the Holy Spirit go with us all. May the love of God help you bear all things. May the love of Christ enable you to believe all things. May the love of the Holy Spirit inspire you to hope all things so that you abide in faith, hope, and love this day and forever. Amen. Don't forget after congregation today or church that the youth of the congregation are putting on a luncheon today. So in the gymnasium, come join them as they put on a Chinese luncheon for us. <laughs> 